Hello, thank you for joining us today as we today begin our study of the book of Galatians. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard and there are a couple of ways to reach out to us if you choose by mail at Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia 30061 or by email at PastorEric523 at gmail.com. And again, we're going to continue our study in Galatians. And last week, uh, the last uh, study that we had, we talked about being free from to be free to. And we were in the first chapter of Galatians as Paul began to correct or to rebuke the Galatians because they were had began to um, study or not study, or they had began to um, align themselves with another gospel. And we're around verse number seven, chapter one, verse seven, and where he's, I'll read this to you. And he says, he says, um, I'll let's back up to number six. He says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into gr the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there'll be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. And we talked last week about anything that's perverted means to uh, change it from its natural use. It's as though, uh, remember back in the day when, uh, you know, you'd be in the house and you may need to fix something. And uh, I know for me, mom would ask me to do a, a, a thing or two and uh, maybe a, something loose on the door or whatever. And, and dad wasn't home and I was of age to do it. Uh, his toolbox most likely was with him in his car. So I would take the, uh, one of the butter knives and use it as a screwdriver. Well, it would work. But it was changing it from its original use. And use it enough, you could bend it. And then it would be destroyed. So, uh, or whether useless for what it was, it, from its original intent. So that's what I believe Paul is talking about, is being, being perverted. He said they would pervert the gospel of Christ. Now, and when I'm saying this, I'm saying that they were taking the freedom that Paul had taught them. The freedom of receiving Christ by faith, knowing that it wasn't about their performance, but it was about their life. It was about Paul brought the, the, the gospel, this new and living way, this message of Christ in us, the hope of glory, that where God not only was a God that was in the temple there in um, Jerusalem, that wasn't the place that to where God could only be worshipped, but worship was now coming from and coming out of the believer. And where God uh, was not behind curtains, but now God dwelled in each and every believer. As the book of Romans says that uh, he that hath not the spirit of God is none of his. Meaning that when we, are, when we receive Christ and we receive him into our life as Lord and as Savior, we now become the temple of God. And where the Holy Spirit is resident on the inside of us, the glory of God, the Holy Spirit of God, not a spirit, but the spirit of God resides in every believer, not a spirit, but the spirit of God resides in us. So now I'm free and, and not free to sin, but free from it. I have a new spirit within me that whereas every believer, we had the nature of Adam. Now, as a, a, a new covenant believer, a believer in Christ, my old man, my old spirit, my old nature passed away. And now I walk with a perfect spirit because it was given by God. Now, if you, if you can wrap your minds around that, 
this spirit that's in you as the believer in Jesus Christ is perfect, entire, wanting nothing. Your spirit, I did not say your I did not say your soul or your flesh. Your soul is being is is being uh, 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 changed as we are renewed by the washing of the water of the word. Our flesh will only be redeemed as we get a new body and a new earth, new uh, new body in the new heaven. But what I'm talking about today is that we have been redeemed. We are free from that old sin nature. We are free from uh, uh, the chains of having to. Uh, having to obey the law and free from all of the the uh, the chain that religion will put on you. There is a religion that is pure and is holy. I believe James says that uh, he said that pure religion before God is this: that we visit the father, fatherless and the widows in their affliction, and that we keep ourselves unspotted from the world. Well, what Paul is saying is that the brother James was saying was that we show love. Love is what is the epitome of who God is. For the scripture says that God is love. So when Paul is speaking to them about those who would pervert the gospel, he was telling them about going back to a performance religion to where there was there were certain offerings you had to make. There were certain, certain sacrifices we had to make. No more sacrifices for us. Christ is the ultimate sacrifice. He, Christ died once. He will never die again. He won't be crucified again. So all of our sins, that's what we did in the past, that's what you may do today, or what you may do in the future, Jesus paid for it. He paid for it on the cross, and as we said earlier, Jesus went to the pawn shop of, of, uh, of Satan and says, give it up. Adam pawned the people of God, he, he pawned the earth, he pawned man off by accepting a false promise from you, and now you've got to give back all the authority all of the uh, favor that Adam had on him, I'm taking it back. And when Jesus uh, rose from the grave and spoke to the disciples, he says, I have all power. It's been given unto me. And then he empowered us with the Holy Spirit because now we had a right to it as believers in him. Not as performers, because that's what hypocrites do. That's what actors do. They go on the stage and they act. They are the superhero or the superheron. They are, uh, they, they, they portray the monster or the villain or they portray, portray the hero. And in their private lives, they could be something totally different. They could be this angry, mean, a vicious person on the screen, this killer. But when you meet them in real life, they're this docile, calm person, but they are able to portray it. And see, that's what you many did under the law. They performed. And that's what many have, 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 just, have uh, tried to do today in the, as a New Testament believer is to perform. I go here. I do this. I, I do that. I do all of my, uh, I, I make sure I don't do this. And I'm, I'm not as bad as I, my neighbor because I'm, I'm living the best that I can. And so God, therefore God will hear me because of what I do. But it's not about what you've done or what you do about what I do is by what Jesus has already done. And that's what Paul was, had preached to the Galatian church all throughout Galatia. He was teaching them that what Jesus had done, this gospel of grace, which, has, which frees the believer. And it's not just to be read and put up on the wall and say, now I'm and put the sign on your forehead. I'll put it on your shirt. I am a grace Christian. 
Okay, but it also means if I'm under grace, then I live in grace. I constantly receive God's love. I constantly, because with love, I now can move in faith. Because the Bible says, by faith works by love. And this love that God has given me empowers me now that I no longer want to indulge in the things of the past. I no longer uh, want to go back to my former addictions because I am free from that. Does that mean that I'm, I'm walking in perfection in my flesh? No, 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 and double no. But what it does mean that I am now freed in my spirit. My spirit man is free and aligned with Christ in the spirit. That's why uh, John said over, he said around, around four, verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 17, as Christ is, so am I in this world. My spirit is. But if you observe me from my how I act in my flesh, there may be times I'm angry or I'm, I'm, I say something I shouldn't have said or do something that I shouldn't have done because I'm in my flesh. But and when it comes to God, I am aligned in Christ. I'm covered by the blood. Therefore, I'm free to walk in victory. So that's why when we may see our uh, uh, see this pastor or this uh, a man of God or woman of God or even your friend, they may they may uh, fall or commit error or they may commit sin and be in uh, uh, and allow themselves to be enslaved by Satan to a, a vicious habit. But this only takes one touch of God's favor. It's worth a lifetime of labor. You don't have to wrestle with Satan. Just receive what Jesus has already done. Stand in the liberty. Stand in the holy place. The holy place is in the word of God where we have the authority over every power of the enemy. Everything. And Satan only has power because we give it to him. We empower him by the words we speak and by the things that we believe. If we, and, and we have to get the knowledge of God. See, that's what Hosea says. He says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. He didn't say for a lack of strength. He didn't say because of a lack of the anointing. He said because of a lack of knowledge. Because we don't realize at times as a, as a people who we are, what we have, and what Jesus has already done. And that Satan is a defeated folk. That's why the apostle said, he said, Satan goes about as a roaring lion. Not as a lion. Because the lion is known as the, as, the, uh, as, the, as, the, as the king of the jungle. And I heard one man of God say, you know, the lion's not the fastest. The cheetah is. He's not the largest. That's between the, uh, that's, that's, that's the, uh, that's the tallest is the giraffe. The most powerful is known as the elephant. All of these animals are stronger and mightier and one's faster or another than the lion. But what makes the lion different from them is he believes he's the king of the jungle. That's why when he makes his roar, everything stops. The elephant will stop. The giraffe will, will, will flee. The cheetah will back off its, its, its prey because the lion is here. And the roar of the lion causes the, all of the animals of the, of the prairie to run. And see, that's what Satan wants to do is he's roaring at us. Oh, here comes, a, uh, here comes another uh, uh, recession, if not depression. Oh, there's another, uh, there's another, um, there's another variant of COVID-19. There's another disease that's coming. Oh, we are entering a time now where recession is going to lay off hundreds, lay off thousands. And I'm telling you, there may be a recession. 
there may be another variant of COVID-19. But the scripture says, no weapon, Isaiah 54, that's formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise up against thee, thou shall condemn. See, when you're free, you're free in your mind. You're free to believe, not fear. Paul told Timothy as he was a young pastor there in Ephesus, pastoring hundreds, if not thousands of people and churches. All if Ephesus was known as one, it was the focal point of outside of Jerusalem and, and Rome, the focal points of the Middle East. It was like the uh, it was like the uh, uh, finance center where everybody came, where trade came through Ephesus. Everybody wanted to be in Ephesus. It was a it was a uh, a jewel of the middle of the Middle East. And this is where Paul was. And this is where Timothy was. And here he is, a young pastor having come up under Paul. And here he is having to deal with all of these people and pastors and, 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 and elders. And here he is leading them. And Paul told him in one place, don't despise your youth. And another, he says, uh, Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a, and a sound mind. That's why you, my sister, who God has promoted, has put you as senior vice president, has made you a manager, has made you a supervisor, you have the power. You have it in you to succeed. Success is all over you. The favor of God is in you. That's why I said earlier that if we will recognize the favor that's on us, the favor of God is worth a lifetime of labor. You can work 24-7, three, 365 days a year, and yet one touch of God in any situation is worth a lifetime of labor. I don't care how many connections you may have. I don't care who you know in authority. If you allow and if the Spirit of God touches any situation, God's favor, you allow and uh, allow God to get into your situation. You allow the anointing, the favor of God to touch that situation, whether it's a sickness or a disease, whether an issue on the job, even where you need wisdom. Where, that's with, where, where the wisdom is needed to solve an issue. If nobody on the job has it, you have the ability to contact heaven through the very Holy Spirit. And the Bible says he will lead you and guide you into all truth. This is what Paul had, had spoken to the people there and telling them about who they were. And I'm talking about Galatians now. I know I said Ephesus earlier, but what I'm talking about is all of Paul's preaching and him, him as he taught the people of God, whether in Ephesus or whether in Galatia or whether in other parts of, and in Philippi, uh, all of these places, Paul taught them about who Jesus was and what he came to do and about the freedom, how that we were loose from bondage. Not only did Paul teach to them, his teaching affects us today. God made him. I'm, uh, think about where Paul came from. Paul was, as he said, a Hebrew of the Hebrews. He came from, people would say, good stock. He was a learned man. He had it made on his side as he followed uh, Gamaliel, and, and in our day, you would say he got a master's or a PhD in the law. He knew all of these things, but God had a destiny for him. And this is what Paul is telling the uh, uh, Galatians that do not be deterred. But Paul was, he wasn't being deterred. He was just led under the law. That was all he knew. 
And this is what Paul is telling the Galatians. You were following everything that you knew until you met me. And I showed you and revealed to you who Christ is. That Jesus is the end of the law. Now we need to follow him by grace. Many will say, as I said, I've said often that, oh, you know, grace is, they call it greasy grace. You know, when you just slide on into heaven and do whatever you choose to do, you know what? You commit as much sin, you, uh, uh, to be, to give you exaggerated total, I can sleep with a hundred prostitutes. I can go rob a bank. You know, if I steal, God doesn't matter. You know, God's already forgiven me. So why do I have to worry about how I live? Well, Paul already addressed that in Romans. He says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Why would we take the why would we seek to crucify Christ again and cause him to die again for the sins that we've that we commit? No, the grace of God, the love of God. If you truly love someone, you want to bring joy to them and bring and 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 make their make their uh uh make them happy to hear your name, you know, and if you read the scripture, you know, sometimes as a minister, you know, there's time that, you know, you visit, visit different churches or preach in different avenues. And, and, you know, you, you have memories about where you once. Oh, what a great time. Didn't we enjoy God? And there are some other places that we have been to. And if I ever got an invite, I said, yeah, I don't think so. Because it brings the memory and the experience is not pleasant. And you recognize that you were not received. They were just going through the motions. But. If you, but every man and woman of God know this, your labor is not in vain. Just keep preaching the word of God. Don't pervert the word into money. Don't pervert your gifts of prophecy or gift of, of, uh, of healing or deliverance. Don't use it and make merchandise of God's people. I'd rather have nothing in my flesh than to profiteer off of God's people. You can't help but be blessed if you follow after God and you sow the seed. I heard a wonderful testimony about how uh, a gift was given from one church to another. How the man of God said that, you know, the seed is more valuable than the sale. And I'm putting it in my words now. And I said, my God, that's a message. He said the seed, he made a transfer from one, from his to the other. He said the seed was, is more valuable than the sale. The scripture says it's more, it's more blessed to give than to receive. But the world says, can all you get and get all you can. It's, it's me, myself, and me, myself, and I. It's, it's all of us, all for us, and none for you. And see, this is what the last day, uh, 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 many of the last day ministers are sounding up out about. And I'm not talking about true men and women of God. I'm talking about those who are false witnesses. The Bible says that in the last day, there will be scoffers, the scoffers, how you, how you pronounce that word, who will, who will uh, uh, speak against the rapture. They will speak against the coming of Christ. They will speak against loving uh, God's people and about the great revival that God is doing even now. They even good men and saints said, well, you know what? We're just headed, uh, headed, uh, the old phrase will be headed to hell in the hen's back basket. In other words, we're just going and nothing we can do. But we, Jesus told us to occupy till I come. Meaning what? Meaning 
take your position, whatever God has placed you, and honor him by serving him, by preaching the truth, and by showing the love of God. The truth at times is not pleasant. There was one prophet that spoke to the people. He said, you know what? In your mouth it may be sweet, but when you swallow it, it's going to be bitter. But he should take it. And, and phonically, if you say gospel, we have to take the gospel, take the pill of the gospel, the grace of God knowing is, yes, our relationship with God vertically, he's done everything that we will ever need. Peter said that all things that pertain to life and godliness, he's already done it and settled it. But you know what? You still got to live with men. We still have to walk by faith. Our healing, your deliverance, everything is already done for you. It's done for me. But we, as the scripture says, the violent, take it by force. You have to take back what God has already done. What Satan, what Jesus has done, he's accomplished it. But Satan wants to block it and tell us who we're not. He wants to bring fear and anxiety. Think about the times we live now and what people are going through. One of the chief uh, ailments is mental illness, where the, the illness is in the mind. He wants to drive the believer and make us think you'll never have enough. You'll never raise these kids by yourself. You'll never get through this college. You're going to be in debt just like all the rest of the hundreds and thousands of millions who are in debt. You don't have enough sense to get this promotion. Why are you even bothering to apply? But scripture says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Why would I give myself over to a lie from the, from the Satan? The Bible says he was a liar from the beginning. As soon as he rebelled against God, it was a lie. As Isaiah 14 uh, says, as he began to quote the, the five-hour wheels of Satan, how he was going to ascend above God, ascend above the Most High. He was going to be like God. That was a lie. He, he fathered that lie. And that lie was what damned him to hell and for the lake of fire for eternity. And now that he realizes that he's lost everything, now he wants to tell us that same lie. That's the same lie that he told Adam and Eve. He told Eve. It's a God. That, that tree God told you to eat of, if you eat it, you're not going to die. And see, that's what it means by perverting the word. God said they were going to die. And they did. They died spiritually. But see, when we compare what God said to what the world says, we can never take what the world or the culture says. They say, well, you know what? We can define marriage like we want. You know what? It's my body. I do what I want to with it. You know what? My, I name my sexuality. I determine who I am. And if I want to change it, if I want to be somebody else tomorrow, I'll be somebody else. I may have five sexualities, 10 sexualities, what uh, sexual identities rather. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's what I choose. And see, the I is right in the middle of pride. P-R-I-D-E. I is the center. And that's where pride and arrogance come from. It's where we put ourselves in the center. I am more important than anybody else. I'm above. <laughs> Who cares if there's God? I'm my own God. Today, I think that's one of the biggest religions in the earth is the religion of I, me, myself, and I. If I don't like it, I will change it. 
If I don't, if it doesn't agree with me, I don't believe it. I establish my own truth. I will. And see, this is where, again, false religion, false teachings will teach us if we don't just stay in the center of God's will. And at times, all of us, you know, we'll, we'll have times where we have to realign, readjust. I call it the ability to reconfigure. Just like the, uh, just like the, the, our navigation center, just like your GPS, it will allow us to recalibrate. No, if God was, is already recalibrated, we just need to figure it out. If we mess it up, you can mess it up 10 times. And unlike the, uh, unlike the, the GPS, well, the GPS will say, recalibrating, God's already got it fixed. Oh, yeah, I know you messed up. I still love you. I still love you. He doesn't need your performance. He needs you to live it. And the way we live it is to let Christ be formed in us. How is Christ formed in us? By us yielding ourselves to him. Lord, not my will. Teach me. Teach me how to obey you. Teach me your word. That's the foundation of believing in Christ is our belief in what he said. Taking his word. Saying, Father, Scripture says I know all things because I have an unction from the Holy One, from the Holy Ghost. Scripture says you would lead and guide me into all truth. Scripture says in Ephesians that you that 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 you've abundantly, you've abounded toward me and all wisdom and prudence. I need your Lord, your wisdom is in me. Help me, Lord, to manifest that wisdom in my life every day, in my relationships, and how I act, and how I perform on my job, and how I raise my children, and how I love my husband and my family. How I am, give me words, Lord, when I speak. And I pray that they manifest in each and every way. This is what Paul was talking about. This is what the gospel, it's the good news. And see, some people get this. It's an issue with them when we're talking about good. Oh, you got to preach hell, fire, and brimstone. There is a place to where hell, fire, and brimstone needs to be preached. When some deny who God is and they, and they want to, uh, and they establish within themselves, oh, I don't know God. That's not what Romans says. Romans says that when they knew God, meaning there was a time that we all, uh, acknowledge and realize that there is a God in the heaven and in the heavens and we are not him. So they have now their hearts may be reprobate. They may have come to a point to where, you know, they no longer believe in God. But everybody in this life recognize that there is a God in the heavens. You may deny him. You may ignore him. But I come to tell you, beloved, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And this is what we are free from. We are free from the bondage of sin. No, I know that saints, there are some believers that, that uh, fall to their former way of doing things. They, they go back to their former lover. They commit uh, adultery. They, they get hooked on drugs. God still loves them. You can't send away your salvation. 
because your sin is not stronger than what God has already done. What God can't do, what, what, what will stop you from being uh, reignited with God is your unbelief. And you say, preacher, how is that, how, how is that possible? What do you mean? That people are once saved, the blood, the blood of Jesus cannot be sinned away. You say, if, if that's the case, that means that sin is stronger than him. What the issue is, is where you believe that Jesus can free you. Can, is he stronger than, than addiction? Is he stronger than, than uh, uh, alcohol? Uh, is he stronger than divorce? Is he stronger than uh, adultery? Is he stronger than thievery? He's stronger than them all. He's mightier than him all. His blood is stronger than all. The issue is, will you believe it? Not only for the unbeliever who comes into Christ, but for the believer who's in him. And I know what Hebrews says, is where, where there's once where uh, they are who once were enlightened, if, if they shall fall away, shall renew themselves again. What the issue is there is, they fall into unbelief. To where they knew God, they knew, they knew that he was Lord and Lord and King of Kings, and they discover, I don't believe him anymore. I don't trust him anymore. I, I'm, going to, I'm going my way now. And now what we need to do is to keep your faith in God. We're in the last days, saints. We're in the last days, believers. And we cannot allow the other gospel. We cannot allow the other gospel. That gospel that will say, you know, Christ is not enough. His blood wasn't enough for me. You know, I, I was in Christ and, 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 and I did this, that, and the other. And now somebody told me that I was a reprobate. I want to love God, but watch I try. They told me I was reprobate. If you still have a love for God, if you still trust him with all of your heart and with all of your mind and with all of your soul, if you still want relationship with him, you're not a, you're not a reprobate. You got off track. Get back on it. Get back on it. Some of you cursed at God when, when, your, when your relative died. You cursed at him. And later on, you came to a place that you know have sorrow in your heart because you were angry. Come home. Yeah, God know you cursed him. He, he heard you. He heard, he heard you. But he knew why you did it. He knows the thoughts and intents of the heart. He recognizes that where you are now is not where you will be next year. God loves you. And I know some of the things I've said today have been challenging. I say, how can you say that, 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 uh, that you can't send away your salvation? Because Jesus is greater than every sin. He took every sin to the cross. He only asks us to receive him. If you receive Christ's love, all of your sins are washed away. He died for all men. The most evil man on the planet, Jesus died for him. Does that mean that all men are going to heaven? No. Why? Because they are the sin of unbelief. They won't believe that what Jesus did is enough for them. There's so much more I could say today, but I pray that you will come to the knowledge that God loves you. 
He's here for you. He wants to get you out of that prison of unbelief, that prison of, of failure, that prison of I'm not good enough, that prison of I'll never have enough, that prison of, you know, I, I, I want to do. The grace of God is an empowerer. He will anoint you in whatever you need to do. He'll walk you through this. Some folks get delivered in one touch of God's power. They leave drugs alone and never come back. There are others of you, you'll have to walk this thing out. You have to, it's going to be a day-to-day -day journey. But it's all according to your faith. And what you will receive is not on God. God wants you to be delivered in an instant. But it's what you believe. And what you'll receive is what you'll get. I pray that this word is, 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 has uh, impacted your life. That you receive what God has said. If you ever have questions and, and would um, like to me to reply, please reach out to me at PastorEric523 at gmail.com. That's PastorEric523 at gmail.com. What I have for you is the Bible. That's what I'm, my foundation is. My, again, my um, desire for this broadcast is to preach the freedom in, the, in living a life for Jesus Christ and what grace has brought to all of us. And that we are free. He whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Jesus made us all free. It's up to us to walk in it. And we do it by faith. I pray for those who will join this broadcast. Father, we thank you for anyone who's joined this broadcast. They're bound in their mind. Whether they're saved or sinner, Lord. You all have the key. You have the key of sin and death. You took it all from Satan. And now you brought us life. You provided abundant life. I pray that they will receive it in their mind, in their soul, Lord God. And they will receive the words that we preach today. But not only that, they will go and study it out for themselves. And understand that you are Lord, you are King, you are God. We thank you for all things. And I pray that you will join us, join us again on Journeys in Grace.